I waited for you. I have to show you something. Listen. Do you hear it? Isn't it wonderful? It's my wish. Follow the music and you'll see. We're gonna go for a joyride. You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter Death's waiting room, if you dare. And welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. And hey, guys, it's Terry here. All right, and uh, well, <laughs> just that intro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like uh, it's a hay fever season. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just <laughs> just uh, playing it real like in real time. Like, oh yeah, there's a lot of sniffing going on. Anyway, so there really was a lot of sniffling. <laughs> I might I might have added a few more in there. I don't know if people paid attention or not to that. Anyway. Welcome to the show. Uh, we've been drinking. Welcome to Strange Highways uh, because we had to drink because um, we we're gonna we're gonna be talk about a segment tonight that um, I don't know, man. We're gonna get there when we get there in a second. But welcome to the show. Uh, this is a Twilight Zone uh, podcast. We've been covering the original series, uh, now the eighty series. We're in the last three segments of the first season, and we covered uh, the Paramount Plus produced um, two seasons that are no longer available for streaming. It's been it's been a it's been a weird ride, but daylight is right ahead of us, man. Yeah, like, yeah. We almost made it. Yeah, so um, yeah, we're going to be talking about Grace Note, which is season one, episode uh, twenty two, segment B. But before we get there, Terry, I got to tell you, I got to make an admission. We talked about about this a little bit before start recording, and I, I know I've always teased this because I went through and watched the rest of the season before you. I got I got to challenge you. Um, after talking about shadow play last week, which is a, it's a good segment. And we had a very long conversation about it, a lot of fun. Right. Um, uh, somehow the series after having a pretty decent, like last fourth is going to fall on its keys. Uh, and maybe, well, maybe, maybe we disagree about this, but I have a feeling that you're not going to be a particular fan of this segment. We have two more to go. So my challenge to you is when we get to the end um, of the three segments, um, you're going to tell me which of the three frustrated you the most that doesn't tie into our end of season conversation, but I feel so bad. There's no way for me to jump in front of the bus to save you. We're going to get through these three. No, I think that's an interesting way to put it because I have not seen the last two segments <laughs> and uh, like for this to be like these three segments in this episode is the cap everything is uh, the revision uh to twilight zone so mm-hmm. i think that's an interesting discussion so yeah i'm i'm totally game for that okay. um so yeah we'll uh reserve uh <laughs> all that for later like we'll consider this a mini a mini arc of these three segments how about that right so we'll get there makes sense yeah i feel like i'm jigsaw 
but like in a better version of what the Saw movies. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, cause God damn, I hate those movies, but yeah, I'm just like, yeah, what? What? <laughs> what? what do you mean? What? Uh, what? There's what? some good ones in there. Sure. Sort of. Sure. Uh, Saw, good, the first good one is good. Saw was really good when it was called seven. I'm not going to dispute you on this conversation. <laughs> because and, and Saw 2 was better when it was called Cube. Uh, I know you've not seen Cube, uh, but if you go back to the history of Saw 2, they used the spec script to, and they they made it into a Saw film, which is what happens sometimes with sequels, right? Um, but like them using the house with all the traps and stuff is very reminiscent of a Canadian-produced film called Cube previous to that. Um, so I would say that Saw 2 is better known as Cube. That's a conversation for a different day. But yeah, uh, visit our next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> One of like 27 podcasts that we're going to sure. have coming up. Yeah. All right. So yeah, let's just get into it. So we have, um, so we have, this is directed, uh, grace note directed by, uh, Peter, uh, medic. We've talked about him previously. This is his six to seven segments. Um, yeah. So we've, we've seen him multiple times. Um, we re- recently just talked about button button. So yes, I mean, you know, like I, there have been some hits, some misses um and you know i'm kind of looking forward to see what the the last segment he does mm-hmm. for the twilight zone so yeah well because wasn't not, he the gentleman that directed the changeling we talked about that right the changeling's a great Correct. film right yeah. so yeah um amazing film he put in, it's one of my i'm not a Good big ghost story yeah i'm not a big ghost story like ghost film guy but the changeling's amazing everybody go watch that right now anyway um so this is written by patrice messina one of two segments. We got one more further. A lot of work as a writer assistant and script processor. That's all I got for this person. Yeah, that's uh, that's really all I had as yeah. well. Yeah. So then uh, get into our cast here. We have uh, Julia uh, Mignez. Uh, Mignez's? I, it's Forgive me. I'm going to stumble over all this. She plays Rosemary Maletta. Um, she was eventually married to Peter. Maletti. 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 Maletta. Maletti. Um, I think it's Maletti. It makes me think I of um, it makes me think of Club Dread when they talk about um, uh, was it uh, uh, Phil Coletti, like the ghost story about him about how like he would go oh, around. Oh God, and kill I haven't people. seen Club Dread. In a no, but it was like Phil Coletti would go around and kill people with a machete, and they they talk about that. They're like, no, 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 wait, wait. The joke was, and he eventually got the name Machete Phil. <laughs> like, versus which is like they never say the name machete coletti out loud but i love i love the idea that it's like that's why they call him machete phil anyway so mm-hmm. yeah uh rosemarie maletti uh so she would eventually be married to peter medic uh she was in the original broad broadway cast of fiddler on the roof uh, a lot of theater work that makes sense for her being in this role right so yeah a lot that's kind of yeah. like her uh her mainstay mm-hmm. for uh like her career is doing all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, uh, as far as like what she had done for TV, uh, she was in an episode of Magnum PI and an episode of uh, Webster, but she was also uh, like a part of the music department for uh, the movie Pearl Harbor and toys, which was Robin Williams film. So yeah. she participated on like the soundtrack for both of those. Okay. Well that, yeah. So she's had uh, established. Career. She's got pipes. Yeah. She had, she's got pipes. Yeah. Uh, so we have uh, Sydney Penny as Mary Maletti. Uh, she was in Pale Rider, which is, um, <laughs> I think she was the 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 young woman in that. That uh, <laughs> there's a bit in that film where she's trying to like be like, hey Clint Eastwood, we should uh, we should uh, you know 
hang out. And he's like, no, nah, I can't do it. It's like, Clint Eastwood, you're the director of this film. You don't need to make this weird, sir. But anyway, so um, uh, Pale Rider, the lesser version of High Plains Drifter. That's my, well, I'll say about that. She was also in All My Children, The Bold and the Beautiful. She's still working. Yeah, yeah, lots of episodes of those two series. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I would say that she is very, uh, very not good in this. <laughs> <laughs> not good. Well, I, I mean, you know, she didn't. She she was playing. I'm just gonna keep that very bland because we're gonna get into it. Because yeah. yeah. Once we get through this cast here, I, I just, I don't know, man. I feel like we're going to pull a ripcord pretty goddamn fast. So, yeah. so anyway, uh, which, it, is, which is funny because we have two other episodes that we might go zero 60 on. We'll just get there when we get there. Uh, Rhonda, uh, uh, Jimmy Gianna as Angelina. Um, she was in uh, uh, Ghostbusters and who's the boss. That's all I got for her. Anybody? Yeah, just fire away, man. Yeah. Uh, K.E. Cooter. Cutter? Cooter. <laughs> K.E. Cooter. <laughs> it might be Cooter. Cutter. K-U-T-E-R. Cooter Cutter. He's Maestro Barbieri. Uh, Green Acres, Petticoat Junction. He was in The Last Starfighter. He and was Warlock one of the... as well. What? He was also in Warlock, the horror film oh. Warlock. Because I, I have to bring that horror film like trivia in here as well. Oh, absolutely. You got to have flight potion. Sprinkling of it. You got to have flight potion from a fat kid, right? That's flight potion, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but like in last Starfighter, he's like one of like the resistance um, guys, like old beardy man. Like once you see his face, you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. He was in last Starfighter. He was also, um, he did a lot of animated video game work, animated works, video game work. He was the voice of Hershey's kisses, uh, commercials for 14 years. So also, also, Here's the connection here. It's going to blow your socks off. Johnny Midnight. He was in Johnny Midnight. Yes. Why did I not see that? Oh, I mean, so the, okay. So people, I went not, pretty far back. Yeah. I, I must've just been glazing through. Sure. Right. I mean, for a show that didn't exist long, the, like going through the original Twilight Zone series that felt like there was always two shows that kept popping up was Hawaiian Eye and Johnny Midnight. Hawaiian yeah. Eye went on to have much more seasons and success. Johnny Midnight, which is one of the coolest names ever for a show, like whatever, right? If I was ever to be like like uh, an overnight DJ, that'd be my name, right? Johnny and, Midnight. And, is, and for anybody who's listening now that might be a little bit more new to the show, there was kind of an inside joke for the longest uh, time, which with the original series, it was either Johnny Midnight or Hawaiian or- yeah. Or why and I that Which, like people yeah. were con- connected to, but you can't find these shows. Yeah. No, There's, that's true. Like, it's right. impossible. It, yeah. It's impossible. Them. Right. So, uh, but I think last week we had a Hawaiian eye connection. Now we have a Johnny midnight connection. Right. So, right. Um, it lives I'm, on. <sighs> right. Just. You, you, it's just, like the punch buggy of this. <laughs> that's <you know>? right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next person we have here is Catherine uh, Paleone Poloni as Dorothy age 35. We'll get there in a minute. Uh, she's part of the X-Files ready to rumble, um, which is and the, the, the movie that the, was it the WCW made with David Arquette? Yeah. Um, and project X, which has, it has, uh, apes, <laughs> so chimpanzees and some of them smoke anyway. Yeah. Continue on yeah. here. We have, uh, Ross Evans as Sam. Uh, he was part of the original Alvin Hitchcock presents. Uh, that's all I have for him. I don't know if you have anything else. Nah, go ahead. All right. Uh, Devin Pierce, 
Um, their original name was Ruth Zakarian. They were Teresa. Uh, they're part of the Young and the Restless in an episode of Freddy's Nightmares. Uh, anything else? No. Nope. Okay. Uh, Gina Via Ciani, uh, Via Kiani. Like, um, anyway, Dorothy, age nine, 63 episodes of Kids Incorporated. That is something that I know from growing up watching like uh, PBS or like Nickelodeon. It was a syndicated like show. Like, you may not know it, but I do. Like, there is a very, very uh, memorable intro song to Kids Incorporated that will, like, once you hear it, will never leave your head. I don't know if you know the show or not. I, I, it's not familiar yeah. to me. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to sing the song because I can't sing, but it gets stuck in your head. Anyway, so next one we have here is uh, Elliot Scott as as Joey or Yoey. I think it's Joey. I think um, it's Joey. Yeah. Six <laughs> credits. Here's my favorite credit, I think, of the season. He was in Weird Al's uh, video for I Love Rocky Road, and his credit is Boy Biting Weird Al's Leg. Yeah, yeah, there's like three different music videos that he was credited to be in, and that was one of them. I was like, excellent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, if Paul doesn't get this credit, I'm going to be really upset with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for not being upset with me, because I, I, I thought that was a lot of fun. So <clears throat> next we have Tony Sawyer as Older Woman. She was in a made-for-TV movie um, that was called Doing Time on Maple. Was it Maplewood Drive or Maple Drive? Mm -hmm. um, it was from 1992. Uh, it had Jim Carrey in his first dramatic role. I remember this on Fox when it premiered. All right. So the one I would bring up is uh, she was in Mask, uh, which is kind of ironic that you say that because this is the mask without Jim Carrey. <laughs> it's the Eric Stoltz mask. <laughs> yeah. So okay. that was with uh, Cher and uh, – Oh, my oh God. Sam Elliott, uh, right? It's, it's yeah, Sam Elliott. Like I, I love this movie. This is one that I, I, I loved as a kid. Yeah, because it just talks about the like the kid who was a little bit weirder than everybody else, and I've always felt like that. And it like it feels like it, it always felt akin to me being a kid and growing up. But so. also, like the one time you came over to my house and I made sure to hand you different balls of different temperatures to describe color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I can see, dude. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, no, 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 no. This is red. You're like, uh, yeah, my my skin's burned off my hands. I'm like, no, 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 Terry, red, and that's like, red. You know, <laughs> my, my flesh. <laughs> oh, thank you for remembering that weird scene. I thought it was great. Anyway, so all right, um, and then I touched your face a lot too. Like it's just it's it's what happened, right? So I mean, you know, it, that that's usually how it happens. That's why I record remotely now. <laughs> Yeah, while we're recording, I just put I just put my index finger in your mouth sometimes, just randomly. It's a show of dominance. We know what's going on. I'm still the host. Um, <laughs> All right, so anyways. moving on, moving on. We have I have a couple more here. I have Tom Finnegan as Cabby. Uh, he was part of Naked Gun thirty three and the third and Predator two. I don't know if you have anything else for him. Uh, I, 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 so it was like. Uh, Roadhouse and uh, Die Hard too. So. Oh gosh! Right, yeah. this guy's been so, a part like, of a lot of great sequels. things. Yeah, uh, Craig Shager as guard, uh, Night of the Creeps and Rocky Four and Stripes. Um, yeah, Stripes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I love Stripes. Yeah, and then Sandy Lipton as woman. She was in Nightmare on Elm Street and Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo, and Street Hawk. Yeah, that's all, right. all I had. Yeah. All right. Um, sure. Uh, we have a, a Charles Aben intro, which is a downgrade from last week. So let's get into uh, Grace Note. Rosemary Moretti, 
oldest of five children, always responsible, always dependable. Time and dreams sacrificed to family and duty. Rosemary, soon to receive a gift of time, offered by one who can least afford it, a first fleeting glimpse into the twilight zone. God, I, that, that, that was notes are like really in my ear. When, as soon as you started playing, I was like, oh my God, like digging into my ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's anyway. So, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the, the option. I'm Terry. not an opera guy. So like, well, forgive I mean, me if anybody who's listening is an opera guy or a girl or, or person, you know, whatever. Person. Uh, um, Aficionado. I just, I, yeah. Yeah. I, it's just like, it's not. For me, so much, well, okay, but but to be fair, okay. So like, it's a very it's a, a very talented art. Oh, for sure, and it's like, and I know that you know, you you are a big concert guy, and yeah. So live performances, you're down for the like. So opera exactly. may not be your cup of tea, but opera. If but I've also not seen an opera. Well, so. that's fair, right? But if if opera and like and then maybe tangentially ballet or stage play or whatever musical, right? Like like um. That, you know, your mileage may vary, right? Like, I get it. But it's like, um, but opera is held up, like, higher because, you know, well, one, the talent and skill involved, absolutely. But there's a thing, too, where it's like, it's been around forever, so everybody just assumes it's, like, fancy. You know, I don't know. Like, like not that, I don't know. It, it's not it's not for me, but I can appreciate, like, the effort. Um, if I, I, might, I myself would not go to an opera, However, I can understand why people do. Like, I can also understand why people go to live symphony performances. Like, I I, I do understand that. Um, but yeah, this whole thing—I don't know, man. We could pull the ripcord and get like through the story because it's it's very fast because it doesn't make a lot of sense. Right? I would I would suggest that you just take the lead here again because I oh, would yeah. love to hear what you have to say about it real quick. <laughs> oh, one second. Let's hear where are we at. Where are we at? Both of them sober, reliable. The best men. All right. So the big the thing. The best men, yeah. Yeah, the best men. Sober, no. Um, it's March 66. Rosemary rushes to her lessons to because she wants to be an opera singer. Uh, she's there from the guy, uh, with the last starfighter. And he's like, oh, did you practice everything? She's like, no, I'm busy. I'm I'm an, uh, I am an Italian woman in New York in the 60s. I'm burdened by everything. Like stereotype, stereotype, stereotype. Right? Like, Well, well she also says that her um, sister – the has relapsed her leukemia yeah. is back yeah but the big thing is like the weight of the world is on her shoulders she's trying to do her day job trying to take care of her family and accommodate them and also she has aspirations of being like doing opera right so like fair enough like we we're in her corner as a character we we she's trying to like thread all the needles and she's spreading herself thin we understand. Yeah, I, I have yeah. a friend just like this who lives out in the San Fran area, and he's like, he's just trying to make ends meet and like living with multiple people, and because uh, San Francisco is really expensive to live in. So yeah, there's a lot of reasons for that. And also, we should do like a brief aside here, where with the writer strike and everything going on, and like every everything in terms of entertainment, um, people like don't be pissed when you don't get like a new TV show because these people need to get paid and compensated. Um, and I know we're revisiting old media. So the people 
they got paid for this. And if this ever airs again, they're going to get paid for this. This There's a difference here versus a streaming service, right? Like, I have a feeling that the reason that the two seasons of the Paramount Plus Twilight Zone got pulled is because they didn't want to pay those that wrote it and participated residuals, right? Like, that's it's becoming very apparent. Like, if it's not available, you don't have to pay people shit. So, speaking to your friend out there struggling, yeah. Like, understand, like, it might be tough right now. We may, all we got to see is, like, reality TV. Um, just, so like, stay strong. Let the creative people get paid because they deserve it. Right? That's right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, she wants to be an opera singer. She goes, she goes uh, back home and she's part of the most Italian family ever. Um, and we find out her younger sister is, like, you know, failing health because of leukemia. And her sister's like, but I got you a birthday present. And then they're talking. She's like, oh, you know, like, you didn't have to do that. And then her younger sister's like, yeah, but I want you to be an opera singer. She's like, well, don't worry about that. You know, they may not happen. But the younger sister's like, yeah, but know that I want you to try for the both of us, right? Like, because if I can't make it, you should. And, like, every time you're up on stage, think of me. And then, like, the both of them are looking out the window at a shooting star we don't see because of, you know, money, uh, budgets and stuff. And then, so the younger sister makes a wish. And she's like, okay, whatever, right? So then we cut to the next day where our main character comes home again. Which, by the way, I like that every grocery bag has a, um, like, French bread that sticks out of the top of the grocery bag. <laughs> yeah, that seems like to be the staple as far as uh, when you go out to, to go grocery shopping. Uh, but you have just, to like, get raw bread. You have to get, in. like, two feet of bread sticking out of the top <laughs> of the bag. Just so people know. And also, like, a leafy vegetable, like the top of carrots. Right? Like, you have to know people. Like, oh, I see you with a grocery bag. What's inside? I don't know. Tops baseball cards? Oh, shit, it's groceries. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's how you disguise everything, you know? Like, oh, no, I have a midget in here. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I have a small person and a, a number of russet potatoes. Anyway, anyway, so, anyway, so Rosemary comes home. Everybody's gone. She finds a note that they have to go to the hospital because her sister isn't like, you know, her health's failing. So she goes to the hospital and then like everyone's like, oh, she's been asking you for hours. It's like, like, yeah, okay, okay. But it's like, also like, I think I'm the only person working in this household. Like they never specify who does what other than she works. Right. So. Yeah. Like and- somebody's making some spaghetti. The dad sitting there reading, making, yeah, yeah, like yeah. dad sitting there reading a paper, like, okay, cool. Like, what are you doing, dad? Well, but like, we also understand that her mother, like the grant, like the mother of our main character also, like, she's like a seamstress or something. We, we get that a little bit, right? Yeah. It's like, but everybody, it's like, you have way, like, there's a lot of hands here that could be making money. Anyway, just, you know, anyway. Yeah, there. Like somebody, somebody else could be picking up the pace here a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you know? you, the brothers Mario and Luigi could be out there plumbing. We don't know. <laughs> They're right. working on those pipes. <laughs> we don't see right those so, goombas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she goes to visit her sister, and her sister's like, "Oh, like you know, thank you for coming. You know, I know I'm on my deathbed. Um, you know, and uh, do you, like here's my wish. Do you hear the music? Right, and so." Rosemary hears the music. She goes running out of the hospital following the music. 
um, which, you know, by the way, um, uh, wishes and time travel is blurry as shit. Um, so as she runs out of the hospital, everything swirls, right? She runs out front um, and she goes to grab a newspaper and it's like, oh shit, she's in 1986, the future, right? Yeah, and- where, where's the sports almanac at? <laughs> Right. Gotta make some bets. So um, I want I want to point out that in 1966, the the equivalent of one dollar today is nine dollars and thirty six cents, and one dollar and eighty six is equivalent to two dollars and seventy seven cents. Like so, meaning it's still inflated. But she gets in the cab and asks to go to the opera, and there's this whole like mix up about where to go, right? Like, but it's like she has cash like money Lincoln in the center yeah, versus whatever, like the right. mat. So yeah, so like the guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a I'm a driving here, eh? Because I'm also an Italian, you know. Like anyway, so she ends up at the opera, and she goes to scalp a balcony ticket for twenty five dollars, and she's aghast at that, right? And then everyone's like, well, I don't know, seems like a good deal. Which you recently went to a concert, twenty five dollars for a balcony seat, pretty sweet deal, right? Um, so uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. I remember when guys were telling me about like going to see uh, was it the World Series of Rock for like ten bucks. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a completely different time now. Yeah, so she scalps a balcony ticket, but then as she goes to the performance, she realizes that the performer has the same name as her. Right, so Rosemary goes in the upper balcony, is watching the opera, and she sees herself like singing and doing all the opera things and, you know, whatever. Um, but I, th- we get, we get a Looney Tunes double take here, right? Where, yeah, there's a, like some, I think this is probably woman. <laughs> <laughs> so like, there is no better credit. Like, I like again, woman, woman, like, older wolf woman. Mother, like the wolf mother song, woman, woman. woman. Anyway, oh yeah. God. Like that song. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but she does a double take. She's like, oh, you look like the woman down there. Oh, and it's like, you you almost would expect to hear a, like, like you expect to hear like, like a Woody Woodpecker noise or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like she does not only a double take, but she does a triple take. And then when she finally is just like resolved to it, she's like, eh, whatever. And it does a shrug. Eh, is what it is. Doppelganger. (laughs) Like, so, did we really need to like do that? Like, I think that was a sequence that like took a little long. No, <laughs> it was stupid because it's like, also, let's be fair. Like, if we go to a concert and whoever's performing on stage, it's like, oh, you look like them. We wouldn't be like, oh shit, is it you? Like, like I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I, I, like I mean, they didn't look exactly alike because there was quite a bit of makeup yeah. on, you know the. The representation because they're in an opera our, and they're pre- presenting like a theatrical presentation, right? Like that's operatic. I get it, right? Like I yeah, the hair yeah. is done in a different yeah. way. You have a different costume, you know. Like somebody else is dressed down. So it's like even if you were to say in that scenario, like our main character is pretty dressed down at this moment. Oh, for sure. But it's like I don't know. Like to pull the curtain back, you and I went to a Death Cab for Cutie concert a week ago. As of the recording, if we would have saw like a trim guy uh, that was like mid thirties, early forties, with like like nice cut hair, a brunette, and be like, "Oh shit, you're the lead singer for Death Cab." Like it would like. You look at this white out. guy over look, here. Look at this <laughs> white guy being sad about shit. Oh no. Like, 
I, I think I saw that guy over at the local coffee shop. Yeah, I think that guy was ordering an IPA, like a really complicated IPA. You shut up right now, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. I can make coffee shop jokes, but I can't. No, no IPA jokes. Stop. Oh, I'm drinking, I'm drinking an IPA right now. Yeah, shut no, up. Just, all right. Well, I love the taste of grass. You love the taste of cat piss. I understand, but. <laughs> I'm going to kick you in the ass when I see you. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to put my finger in your mouth before you do that. Anyway, just, anyway, so, all right. So, anyway, so she sees, she sees herself performing 20 years later in this opera and whatever, right? So, then she she goes to try to get backstage. It's The whole thing's stupid. But when she goes to the backstage and she sees her older that self. That part didn't make any sense at all. Yeah, that like, was stupid. Yeah. So, it's like. There was like it was her name, but then it like no, she but was she, on her but, own. But, but list. the guest list name she referenced her younger sister and got in. Oh, right? okay. Which how would she have known that? Well, we now know, right? So yeah. And, but the thing is, she goes to see her older self and her other sister in the room for the dressing room, but the doors open a little bit, and her other sister was like, "Oh, there's a draft here." But her older self is like, no, 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 let it. So we get this thing where our main character went to the future, right? Back to the future. And is able to exist and interact with everybody else. Uh, But for whatever reason, when she's here to see her now self in 86, she's invisible. It makes no goddamn sense, right? But then her, her older self opens a locket and sees... Her, like the uh, the sister that has passed, and um, it's a heart locket, and the right side's empty. So we see like, oh, and so like, and then she's like, no, 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 let the door open, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Right? We like, we'll later figure out it's a time loop, is what it is, right? Right. Yeah. But at the same, I'm sorry. No, okay. please go ahead. Um, <laughs> I think that's probably the first burp on this uh, podcast. So sure. hopefully nobody heard it, but I still talk about it. Um, so it doesn't really make sense in a sense that, um, she walks through the doorway and then like, is just standing there and like the, the younger middle sister, I think it is. I can't remember if it's the middle yeah. sister, Dorothy or whatever her name is. Yeah. It's just like, she's like, there's some, I don't know. Anyway, it's a little confused. Yeah. So this is, yeah, I think it is Dorothy. So Dorothy is sitting there talking to her uh what is it my god uh rosemary yeah so rosemary's character and she's like do i need to close the door there's a cold cold draft but then all of a sudden when rosemary's younger self leaves she closes the door that doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. so it's like you wouldn't have seen the door close yeah in that timeline she closes the door I don't know. It's stupid, right? So, yeah. Uh, but then, as, after she she figures out, it's like, oh, I'm going to be a successful person, whatever. And then we hear her younger she's like, come back, come back, you know, whatever, whatever. So then, um, you know, Rosemary runs back to the hospital, and she's like, I got to get to the blurryness, 
right? And then when she goes back to the like to uh, the hospital, like in the the room, everyone's like, "Oh, they've been asking you forever." I'm like, "It's time travel. Was it thirty seconds? Was it two hours? We don't know. It doesn't matter." Anyway, so like here here is the 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 parallel that I have to make. Mary, the character of Mary, is very very much like uh, uh, the character from Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, was it Jennifer Connelly? Yeah. Very stone faced, not a very good actress. Uh, I, I, I'm sure she got better with time, but like, this was a very similar character line where it's like, oh, no, don't take the baby. Please give it back. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to work my face. <laughs> right? Oh, uh, David Bowie, like he should have taken an Oscar and just thrown him in the river. It's fine anyway. So, um, yeah, but yeah, so um, she comes back and then it's like she's like, oh, thank you. And then Mary's like, oh, did you hear it? Did you get? It? She's like, I have the gift for you. And she gives she gives her the locket with her face. And then within like moments later, Mary passes away. She handed it over with her eyebrows. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I just there is. Yeah, it's like you see the same locket. It's like okay, like that's interesting. I I I see the like the structure of where it's supposed to go. Really, this was not done well. It, no, it really wasn't. It really, really wasn't. So, so, like, so, I'm so like, yeah, let's just wrap. So Mary passes away because you know uh, leukemia, and that's that's unfortunate, right? Um, yeah, it, like, it, yeah, there's nothing funny about that. Like, no, 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 I'm not gonna like I'm disregard gonna... everything that I was laughing about. The, no, no, the no, no. There's plenty of things to laugh about in this episode. Leukemia is not one of them. No, <laughs> like we can agree it's, on that. Well, I'm never going to laugh about, about that, that statement. I, I have friends yeah. that have had leukemia. So. Yeah. So so she passes away, and then like you know, Rosemary is like, "Oh shit, I am going to be famous. I better do." It. Which is like like now that you already know that you're going to get there. Like, I don't know. It's like, did you earn it? <laughs> it just feels weird to me. It's like, all right. All right. I guess I, like I'll put the work in because I already know the outcome. It's like, well, this doesn't seem fair anyway. So that's, that's yeah. the end of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wrote my notes here. This is the twilight zone of done by the Hallmark channel. Like, I feel like I would this, say that's yeah. a fair assessment. Yeah. Honestly, like, Oh, Oh shit! Uh, Candace Cameron you know, Bure is going to be part of this, or you know, like Melissa Joan Hart or whatever. Right. It's like, oh, it's the nice Twilight right. Zone. Oh, Dirt, Dirt Face McGee over here with <laughs> like, it just I don't know. It's like I understand that what they were trying to do, but I just I don't know. This this was kind of saccharine sweet, like a, a terminology that I I have to take from you. It just didn't feel right. It was no. just like, eh. No, okay. no. What, what I'm saying is like, like I don't. The intent I'm okay with, um, but there's like, there's a difference between this and like Night of the Meek, right? There, like, there's a way to do a feel good episode, right? But this mm. feels like it's already like, already like, like oh shit, the one kid's dying of cancer. We gotta like give a shit. It's like I don't know, like it doesn't. It doesn't feel Twilight Zone to me. Like it doesn't feel um, like it's a feel good segment because you're supposed to be like, oh shit, she learned, she's going to do better, whatever. It's like I don't know. Like there still should be 
some consequence to the action of like finding out what's going on. I don't know what that is. It, it, so I'll say this too, like as much as I didn't appreciate the segment, the score to it was really, really good. Not maybe not the opera parts, but the music in this was actually really solid. So I will say that, but it's just it after, after what we've been running through like the last couple of weeks, you know, good, bad, otherwise um, this felt like a step down. Even the library wasn't perfect, but we had a fun talk about it. Uh, not a great segment, but it's like, like I felt like finally the series was like kind of finding its voice and then we get this and then we get the next two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's just after shadow play, this is a step down. I know we shouldn't judge um, on its own merits versus like, but it's the same hour of television, right? Like, like, well, I think there, there, there are two different statements that need to be said um, as a independent storyline. I, I think it's interesting, but it's not executed well. And then also when you say, well, pairing up with the other segment, it is the lacking of the two. Yeah. No. So I like just, is, is this, is this bad? No. Is it, it's just kind of there, right? Yeah. Just, I, yeah. It, I, I feel, I didn't feel assaulted by it. Like mm. it just it was like, you know, it is what it is. It's like, no, it's like I said, it's the Hallmark channel. It's the dove network. It's just like, Oh, what if it was like the gentle twilight zone? Like, what if it was like, you know, Oh, everybody, everybody's okay. Now that just, I don't know. Frustrates me. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. All right. At that, that's pretty much all I have to say about it. All right, it. cool. Yeah, um, yeah let, you know what? Um, <laughs> here, let's just try it. Let's rate that twist. <laughs> twist rating, one through five, meaning one we saw from a mile away, and five meaning mind-blowing. Oh, oh, no. The person that wanted to do the thing found out they could do the thing and then came out and realized they had to do the thing. I'm going to give that a two. Okay, well, uh, the grace note thing, uh, as far as a uh, a title, it didn't really give me any indication mm-hmm. of what was going on. But um, the storyline really kind of like set the tone of like what is actually going to happen. So I'm going to give that a two as well. I think that is more befitting. Yeah. So. All right. So yeah, there you go. It's a very um, eh segment, and I like yeah. that we're um, we're like almost done with this discussion versus like what happened last week. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for our discussion about uh grace note. Uh, you guys can find us on social media, like uh, Facebook, s- social media. You guys can find us on social media. Anyway, no, find us on Facebook at strange highways there. We're always posting things, uh, weird stuff, fun stuff, uh, wherever you find your podcast, rate and review us again. There's a content drought right now because writers are on strike and creators are on strike. Respect that. We appreciate that. This exists already, so, you know, like, dig in. And if uh, other people want, like, something to do like that's not true crime, recommend this show. If you enjoy the conversation, the more the merrier. It'd be greatly appreciated. So, yeah. And also email us directly at strangehighwayspodcast.gmail.com. Because we're, in a couple weeks, we're going to take a break. Um, and it's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be a lot. Because we've, um, it's been a year and a half through this first season. We're going to take some detours. We deserve yeah. victory lap, right? Yeah. And also gather our thoughts on like really what is going to be next. And 
Yeah. How we can prepare for it. It's <laughs> 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 like, well, have we seen the worst? Uh, these segments have uh, probably questioned our ability to watch what's next. Oh, I just, I know that there's some humdingers coming. I know there's some stuff coming, right? There's going to be some good stuff coming, but yeah. Yeah. Let us know your, your thoughts, feelings, and what you want us to cover next. And Terry, where can people find us otherwise? We're on Instagram still folks. Uh, go ahead and check us out on there. Uh, share, like, I just do something a little bit more different for mm-hmm. us. Uh, as far as like how you can share things, because, you know, as far as like, how um you know spotify works and that this is just another you know tool in the bag to help us like get out to more listeners and i, I don't know how many of you are left but mm. thank you for still listening <laughs> we love it well it's been a rough ride we love this we, we understand it's like but my whole thing is like uh, i don't know like we, we i always say this over and over and over. I'm like, i love the twilight zone like you love six episodes like let's be honest right like it's just yeah. Like it's been, it's been a lot and we still have some ways to go. Um, and uh, Terry, you're all, you're a brother. I love you to death. It's like, we're in it. We're in it to like, we're in it to the end, right? Friends to the end. Uh, you know, we're good guys. Heidi ho. Right. So, uh, good, bad. Otherwise there's been good in the season. We're going to get to that in a few weeks. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah but <laughs> Oh shit. Let's talk about what we're doing next. And now, Mr. Serling. All right. So two segments to go in the season, Terry. Are you excited for this? Two more. I I don't know now. (laughs) I don't know. Yep. So the next one is called um, A Damn Beaumont. Hooray. Um, I'm not going to tell you anything (laughs) about that other than um, I have opinions. Uh, We'll get there when we get there. You've not seen it. I don't want to alter your opinions about this. However, like I, I teased earlier in this episode, we're gonna find out which of the next, like this one, uh, Dan Beaumont, and uh, was it the uh, was it the last night of Camelot or whatever the next one's called after that? We're gonna find out which of the three is the most frustrating to Terry of the three. So we're gonna get there when we get there. Are you excited? I'm excited. Uh, I'm ready. Uh, I don't know if I'm excited, but I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have no idea uh, what horror I'm about to unleash on you in the next two episodes. All right, so yeah, th- thanks, yeah. Clyde Barker. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say pleasures. No. Anyway, so, all right, that's going to do it for this week. Everybody have a good week. Um, have a safe week. I, I always wonder, like, why a safe week? I'm like, I don't know. America's kind of a hellscape. Have a safe week, right? Uh, in the meantime, like, um, I, I just good on you if you get to go to the future to see how successful you are. I didn't. Um, so congratulations that you understood that everything's going to be okay. I, I got nothing. Terry, where are we at? Uh, Follow the music. Kill the wabbit! Kill the wabbit!